What The Flux. I'm Justin. And I'm Hush Deep. And it's Sunday, the 22nd of October. Flux fam, we are so excited for this bonus episode of What The Flux. As many of you will know, the What The Flux podcast is a key part of the Flux business. But we also help hundreds of thousands of Aussies navigate their financial journey, which is why we created the Flux app. In the app, we create bingeable crash courses every single month to help you smash your financial goals. We've covered everything from tax to super to even getting a better deal with your bank or insurer. This month, though, we're covering one of the most requested but curly topics, managing difficult money conversations. We're talking about those awkward silences at dinners when someone brings up splitting the bill. Mm-hmm. Or that cringy moment when you have to ask your partner, uh, babe, why did we spend a hundred bucks on a birthday party for your work colleague's sister? <laughs> and HD, because this topic is a little ticklish, we've brought in three financial experts to help us navigate these difficult conversations about money. And Flux fam, this episode today is just a small insight into all the tips and tricks that we cover in the Flux Academy this month. So the first expert we chatted to was Betsy Westcott. She's a financial advisor, a certified money coach, and the founder of the Inner Money Journey. She is the master mm-hmm. when it comes to managing money with your partner and friends. And she got real with us about establishing boundaries around yeah. money. And many of her handy tips are featured in the Flux Academy this month. But here are some of the snippets from our Academy deep dive with her. See, really excited to speak with you, especially this is a topic that we've been talking about for about a year now. So really excited to finally get into it. Awesome. Me too. It's my favorite topic. It's juicy, isn't it? It's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> so you've worked with people and couples when it comes to their financial well-being and a big part of achieving financial well-being or progressing on that journey is understanding financial boundaries. So I kind of want to start at that foundational level first and hear from you what are financial boundaries and why is it important to set them? Yeah, well, it's interesting we use the word boundaries because sometimes like that can bring up negative connotations, can't it? It's like, that's my boundary. But really, they're just representative of what your financial goals and priorities are, which are really healthy things and, and something to celebrate. So you could have financial boundaries around the way that you earn money, you spend money, you save and invest. I love setting financial boundaries because that tells me and it tells anyone around me me, I've got a plan for my money. And like, who better to have a plan for your money than you? It's your money. You should absolutely be in the driving seat of, of your own financial life. I guess like one of the other things I really want to touch on is around talking about money with friends. Mm. It's a topic that sometimes doesn't come up in friendships for a really, really long time. It's not a very normalized thing. Mm-hmm. And I think like, especially getting into adulthood, it, it changes very quickly where everyone's lives are going in different directions. And so I'd love to hear from you on like, what are some strategies to talk about money with friends, especially when you want to go out together and spend together, but there might be disparities in willingness to spend or income. Yeah, it's so funny because there's so much secrecy and emotion charged to money. And particularly in this day and age where we've got so much social media and we're seeing constant highlight reels, there's this real association that, you know, wealth and living your best life and all of that is tied to our value as an individual. So saying something like, I I can't afford afford that is just cloaked in so much shame. Uh, one of my favorite things this is just a hot little tip is a reframe from I can't afford that to I don't want to prioritize that right now. Really small distinction, but it's such an empowering distinction because what we choose to spend money on, we often think about is it what can I afford? But really, it should be what do I care about? What do I value and prioritize? So often if someone's asking, you know, do you want to do this or that? And you're like, oh, thanks so much for inviting me. It's not something I can prioritize right now but be sure to let me know next time. 
is a much easier than like, oh, no, sorry, I can't afford that. So see you next time. It just It's just a different energy, isn't it? Jazz, I really loved how Betsy got so real with us about establishing boundaries mm-hmm. around money. Agree. And she provided some really handy ways to reframe the conversations around money with friends. Hey, she, let's flip to some of the other difficult conversations, particularly when it comes to sharing money with your partner. Or even the awkwardness of giving money, whether it be a gift or a loan. We chatted with Reedam Syed, mortgage broker and founder of Confidence Finance. So given your background as a mortgage broker, we'd love to begin by talking about debt in relationships because it can be so messy and pretty difficult to even start a conversation. So if someone's considering lending money to a family member, what sort of questions should they be asking themselves before making a decision? A couple of questions to ask is play out the worst case scenario if you're in that position. Can I afford to lose this money and what consequences does it have on me? To how do I want the repayment of this money to be? Is it a gift with no sort of future... Um, Or is it some form of loan where you expect the money to be repaid over time? Thirdly, how do you want that repayment to come to you in the event that the person you're lending that money to has changes in their circumstances? So this one's a very common one because people go into partnerships over time. So, you know, Mm. it could be... um, your, your child asking for money to, for a particular purpose and you'd expect your child to be partnered up over time, you might want to play those scenarios out and how comfortable you feel about lending money to the person you're lending it to in different circumstances that may change in future. And then there's a fourth component. This one's really up to each family. You can, you can also think about whether you want legal structures there to protect whatever you agree to. Um, so lawyers can come up with private loan agreements and things like that that set out the terms and conditions to these yeah. repayments. And it's worth unpacking whether you want to go down that route. That would obviously add layers of security to the money that you're lending or whether you want it to be a more of an informal arrangement. I loved hearing his insights about how to manage these conversations up front because it can often be too late down the line. Mm -hmm. It seems like many people learn the hard way. Love that chat. And Juz, we also spoke to money coach and financial advisor, Karen Ellie. I loved hearing how we can dig deep into our own money story Mm. and also start to understand our partner or our friend's money story as well. And even wounds. That got really deep. I'm really keen to talk about kind of the early stages of two people merging their finances together. How can couples navigate that conversation around, you know, if they're moving in together in terms of working towards financial goals together? I think there's two elements or two layers to that conversation. The first layer is more of that inner, that what you're talking about, our money stories and our relationship with money. And if you hadn't had a conversation with your partner already, it's about understanding what does money mean to them? It can mean very different things to different people. So for some people, money is about security whereas for other people it might be freedom they're very different meanings around money and they have different financial consequences and behaviors that go with each of those sets so if you haven't had those conversations with your partner it's like well tell me what does money mean to you you know could you share with me two or three memories or really significant memories from your childhood or what your parents were like with money and how that's impacted the way that you are today with money Because when you're observing financial patterns and behaviors of your partner, you want to come from a place of curiosity around, oh, I'm curious as to why they find it so challenging to spend money. They're just saving and saving and saving. There's always a reason why we do what we do with money. So I think Mm -hmm. part of being in a relationship, there's all different forms of intimacy in a relationship. 
one form of intimacy is financial intimacy, that you feel safe and supported from a financial sense in that relationship. I guess one of the challenges that comes with it is actually reaching that point of financial intimacy. Not everyone is willing to talk about money. And so if one partner really wants to start that conversation and wants to work towards goals together, but the other partner is just brushing aside the conversation, changing the topic, what are some strategies for the partner who wants to have that conversation to actually open it up? Yeah, again, it comes from a place of curiosity and compassion. So just being curious with your partners, like I've noticed that whenever I bring up money, that you change the subject or you don't want to talk about it what's the, what's the reason that you want to avoid having that conversation around money because we all grow up and experience money wounds so as children we're we're wounded from a financial sense in terms of money and quite often those wounds become our walls so we put up these barriers to protect ourselves and so for your partner's challenge is then to helping break those down, down those walls like what is the reason what's the origin of why they're there in the first place and to help your partner feel really safe and secure that you can have these conversations and they come come from a place of compassion and curiosity rather than judgment and criticism because it's most likely that that avoidance sometime in their childhood there was that judgment or criticism or shame or guilt. Fluxam, we hope you enjoyed our bonus deep dive on navigating some of the toughest parts of finance. We're so excited because this is just the beginning. If you're keen to self-improve and also improve your relationship with those in your life when it comes to money, the Flux Academy this month is made for you. There's video deep dives, Mm -hmm. quizzes, and even prizes for the Flux members at the top of the leaderboard. And we've already had some awesome feedback from the Flux fam. Honestly, it has really helped us become so much more in sync. It's definitely helped provide a bit more structure to these conversations. Honestly, it's like couple therapy, but way cheaper. So if you haven't downloaded the Flux app yet, make sure to check out the Academy this month. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.